This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 850. What's a zebra crossing? Teacher Luke will tell you. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. We are so excited to have Teacher Luke of Luke's English Podcast on the show today to discuss important differences between British and American vocabulary so you are ready for your next IELTS listening exam. Listen up, take notes, and have a laugh with us today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. IELTS Energy listeners, I am so excited because we have a super amazing guest today that I know you guys already love, and I was really excited to have him come on the show today. Um, Teacher Luke from, what's the name of your podcast? Teacher Luke's <laughs> Podcast? <laughs> Luke's English Podcast. Luke's yeah. English Podcast, but like you go by the moniker Teacher Luke, Yeah, right? it's a little bit confusing. So my website is called teacherluke.co.uk. My podcast is called Luke's English Podcast. Um, I mean, I don't really call myself Teacher Luke, but it is the name of my website. But like, that's it. Like sometimes people call me Teacher Luke and I'm like, nah, you know, that's for like 11 years ago when I started. It was like, hmm, I'll call it Teacher Luke doc, you know, whatever. And uh, I'm Luke. I'm Luke and it's Luke's English Podcast. (laughs) So welcome. Welcome to the show. I love how in some cultures though, like it is polite and appropriate that like students always say like, teacher Luke, teacher Jessica. Like when I was teaching in Taiwan, that was a thing. Like that's what all the students would say. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Did you teach, you taught in Asia as well for a while, right? Yes. I spent two years in Japan. Oh, cool. Okay. And so I assume it's the same there, that that would be the polite way to yeah. address you, right? Yeah, but they would call me sensei. Uh, Luku-sensei. Oh, my Luku. God. Luku-sensei. And which is quite cool, because like for it. me, sensei was like, I'm a kind of karate instructor or like a... Totally. Uh, you know, I mean, do you remember the te- well, Of course, you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my God. Yeah. In fact, um, when my son was little, like three... By the way, guys, you are going to learn vocabulary today. Um, a very important IELTS British vocabulary. But yeah, so when my son was small, we got like the DVD box set of like all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. And right. I swear, I wa- we watched those so many times. My favorite is, I don't remember which one, where um, the, the, you know, the hip hop star <laughs> Vanilla Ice makes an appearance. Oh, wow. 
Um, I don't remember that one. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like, uh, I, I used to watch it on TV in the UK, although they changed the name in the UK and they called it Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they didn't oh. want the word. Yeah, they thought the word ninja um, was not really appropriate for children because ninjas have knives and swords and, and they chop people's heads off and stuff. So <laughs> they, they thought... That they, you know, the BBC or whoever, like the the, the Ofcom, the um, the standard, you know, the the, the organisation that's responsible yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for you know uh, regulating TV, uh, decided no, it should be called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because we don't want our children to uh, aspire that to become so uh, ninjas. And like, never mind the fact that it's about a bunch of mutant turtles that live underground and eat pizza. No, it's the <laughs> It's the word ninja that's the problem. But uh, they used that's to refer hilarious. to their master. They had a master called uh, Splitter. Yeah, uh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And Splint, Splinter, Splinter. And um, they used to call him Sensei. So for me, when right. I went to Japan and they started calling me Sensei, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah, because then you're all you're like always the star of your own action movie, like in exactly. the classroom. That's so fun. Okay, <laughs> so guys, the reason why um, I invited Luke to come on the show today is because there is some vocabulary on the IELTS exam that is specifically British English, and Americans do not use those words. But I want to remind you guys that you need to be familiar with both. So that's why I'm going to provide the American English equivalent because, guys, IELTS stands for the International English Language Testing System. So on the listening test, you could hear an American, you could hear a Canadian, you could hear a Brit, an Aussie, someone from New Zealand. So you do have to be armed with a little bit of knowledge, at least, about some differences that might come up. So we're going to talk about words that are likely to come up on the IELTS listening test. And you have to be ready, guys, because there are so many different Englishes, we could say. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we shouldn't absolutely. say that, but we could. So no, it's true. The like the normal ones that I think a lot of our listeners should already know, um, like lift and lorry, right? So, like, what right. what do those words mean in <laughs> in your land, hmm. Luke? <laughs> lift, lift. So, a lift is well um, a thing that you would use to uh, if you're lazy or if uh, well. <laughs> Whatever, but if it's a thing that you would use to travel from one floor to another floor, so it's essentially it's like a TARDIS uh, from Doctor <laughs> Who. Uh, that's why I say to my daughter. Uh, but basically, you go into this metal box and it takes you up. Everyone knows, right, what I'm talking about. I, you um, know, you I don't think we have to turn this into a riddle game. I admire, <laughs> I admire the the paraphrasing skills you are demonstrating. Um, mm -hmm. But we could also just say elevator. You know, that's fine. All right. Shall I do that? Shall I, do you want me to just do the American word? Because yeah, I thought, okay. Fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> but I think you demonstrated the paraphrasing skills, which our IELTS students need to also demonstrate on yes. the speaking test, guys. Like if you don't know a word, right? And this mm. happens when we're nervous as well. So on the speaking test, if you're like, oh my God, I cannot remember that word for that box that moves people from floor to floor. <laughs> like if you paraphrase it by also talking about 
the TARDIS and Doctor Who, the telephone box, that would be that would be delightful, guys, and you could still get a high score. So, all right, we got okay. Lyft, and then Lori would be truck, right? And yep. then let's just quickly move through the ones I think our students already know. So I would say apartment, and you would say? A flat. I like this. This could be like a rap. I wish I could rap, but I can't. Um, I would say potato chips. Oh, I'd say, well, I'd call, oh, crisps. I, so here is a question actually I have for you. Do you find yourself mixing American English and British English? Like, do you sometimes say potato chips instead of crisps? Actually, I was thinking about this. Uh, not really, no. I, I think that there is some influence, uh, actually a lot of English of America, uh, sorry, there is some influence of American English on British English uh, yeah. a lot globally. But having said that, um, looking at those lists that you can find of, uh, you know, here's the British version, here's right. the American version, like lorry on one side, uh, truck on the other side. I actually yeah. find that I always use the British side. Of okay. okay. Um, but yeah, but then again, uh, there are Americanisms that come into my language, come into the, the language I use. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of um, <clears throat> difficult to put my finger on exactly to what extent. I would, yeah. well, I would imagine that because of the proliferation of American movies and TV shows and whatnot, that it wouldn't be so much like replacing these words, you know, like you're going to stop saying mm. Q and you're going to start saying line. Like I, I, don't think mm. that's going to happen uh, to a large extent, but maybe like some s American slang or whatever might yeah. sneak into your vocabulary. Do you want me to just give you a couple of examples of some little bits of American English yes. that I do say? I would and love it. I, I'm very I, curious. I, I think maybe even there's a bit of irony in there as well. Like I'm using it oh. like self-consciously knowing I'm using an American expression because it's fun and because I've got American English from films and things. Yeah. So, there, um, you know, for example, I might say, oh, my bad. Oh, really? Do you, that sounds yeah. funny to me um, in a British accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, other British people probably wouldn't like it. So I, I might oh, say, funny. oh, my bad. And then immediately in my mind, I'm going, oh, should I apologize for saying my bad to, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I'm so English. But, um, uh, but also, that's, but also. Yeah, I, that's another feature of being more British than American, right? Like <laughs> thinking you are doing something wrong more often, maybe? Yeah, just general, general shame, uh, <laughs> a pervasive sense of shame. But in the case of, in the case of my bad, um, so British people, okay, British people don't like to hear Americanisms coming from other British people very much. That's a bit okay. complicated. That's another story from for another time, maybe. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> but in the case of my bad, it's it's quite good because what is the equivalent British expression? It's kind of instead you yeah. end up saying, "Oh, sorry, that was my fault." Oh, sorry, that was me. Uh, I'm to blame. You know. Whereas right. in America, it's just like, "Bang, my bad." Is quite convenient, but. Other British people would probably be like, oh, what's that? That's American. Ugh. But Ugh. in their in their head, they'll be thinking that. So just you've got to be judging. a bit careful. Just yeah, silently the, judging all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Ritz between each other. We've got, there is a, a certain level of snobbishness or defensiveness when it comes to the influence of American English on our version so of funny. English. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to some extent, I, would it be characterized as being like uncivilized or, you know, not sophisticated if you're maybe. using this American slang, maybe? Maybe that's it. Yeah. It's, I don't it's know. like when I talk to people about it, they, they, they don't usually have a decent rational argument why it's wrong. It's just an identity issue. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, be proud of where you come from. Be proud of being British and not American. So like I could see a positive side to that. But guys on IELTS, you could use this phrase. Like in speaking part one and part two, if you make a mistake, like a grammar mistake or um, a vocab mistake, certainly correct yourself for sure. And this is a very sort of native, natural thing you could say. You could be like, oh, Mm. my bad. I mean, I went to the store or whatever. Yeah. Um, I used to say this a lot on the soccer fields. Like when we were, if we were playing and like I made a bad pass or, or something, I'd be like, oh, my bad. Sorry. I still follow it with saying sorry. Okay. Huh. So let's get in to these phrases that I think students would hear on the listening test on IELTS. So I would say um, sidewalk. And I could see this coming up on the test when people are describing um, like a map that happens on listening or even Mm. describing like their town or something. Mm. This could come up. So I would say sidewalk, but you don't say sidewalk, right? Nope. We'd say pavement. Okay, that sounds really yeah. weird to me. I think this is important, guys, because this is something I could totally see messing students up if they're not familiar with these specific ways that, that British people would say this. And then, like, talking about being on the street, if I'm crossing the street and mm. I am using the designated, um, now I'm paraphrasing, the <laughs> designated path with white stripes... <laughs> I would say I would call it a crosswalk. And that seems like that's obvious. That's literal. Like that's where I cross the, I walk to cross the street on this thing. I say crosswalk, but I think what you say is way more fun. We call it uh, probably something like a pedestrian crossing. Oh, that's (laughs) right. No, or a zebra, zebra crossing. That's it. Do you, you forgot for a second. No, but you know what? We actually have lots of different types of pedestrian crossing. So oh, there's the okay. classic there's the classic zebra crossing, which yeah. we all know from the Beatles Abbey Road album cover. Yes! Which, uh, which I understand you have a poster of on your wall. Huge um, poster. I have, I, you know what? Like this is, you know how you have like the things you move with even when you're young? Like this one yeah. poster I'll take to every apartment. Like this is one of the posters I've had since my 20s is this enormous Abbey Road, um, the yeah, the cover of the Abbey Road album. Anyway. <laughs> Good. I'm very, I'm very happy to hear that. Um, <laughs> But uh, we also have other ones. So there's, there's even such a thing as a pelican crossing. Wait, what? What the a- heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, a pelican crossing. So ladies and gentlemen, a pelican is like a big bird that um, can hold loads of fish and water in its, in its beak. Yes. Right? Um, so a pelican crossing in the... Okay. All right. Hold on a second. We've got a... Is it, uh, uh, Okay, I won't go on about it too long because we don't have time. But a pelican crossing and a zebra crossing and a puffin crossing as well. Um, oh my God. So, okay. So, so let's, not, let's not go into the tangent. The zebra crossing is the most common type. 
I, I I am very curious about the other ones, guys. So I I think this is your homework, listeners. Um, Google Google these terms. Uh, come back to the blog allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode eight five zero, and this is your homework, guys. I want you to leave a comment on the blog and share the definitions of the the pelican crossing and the puffin crossing. Wow, you guys <laughs> like like animal terms for street things. Okay, yeah, that's. Yep. I want to do a whole like etymology <laughs> research project on this. All right. Now, here's something that comes up um, on the speaking test, guys. In part one and part two, you could be asked about holidays. Now, in American English, a holiday is just like a day off school or work, or it could also be a time away, but it's, it's, more, it's more vague in American English. Now, for time away, I would say vacation. I wouldn't call it a holiday unless I'm trying to sound fancy mm. and British. Mm. <laughs> um, but like for you, like, do you even say vacation or do you only say holiday? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, no, I never say vacation. Oh, um, okay, cool. Un unless I'm, you know, unless I need to be clear if I'm talking to an American person who's like, I'm going right. on holiday. I mean, uh, I'm going on uh, vacation, you know. Um, okay. But no, in, between us, we would say go on holiday. And one individual day that you don't work is known as a day off. Oh, okay. Guys, these are really important differences because as, as an American reading the questions on the speaking exam, sometimes I would change it because I know the student I'm talking to has only studied in America and is not going to understand if I don't say vacation. So this is really important, guys. And if you're not sure, ask the examiner. Be like, do you mean a day off work or do you mean like traveling? I think that's important to clarify so you make sure you're answering mm. the correct question. Okay, cool. So you don't say vacation. I've always wondered that. Um, another <laughs> thing, <laughs> if we're describing cars, which guys, like, unfortunately, there are IELTS speaking questions about cars, which completely baffle a lot of students because mm. we don't talk about cars a lot. I don't know, but like vocab about cars. So I think like the front of the car for me is the hood and the back of the car that like I put all of our soccer gear and like snowboards and stuff in. I call that the trunk. But I think, again, I, I like the British English words more for these things. All right. So what do you say, Luke? So the front of the car is the bonnet. <laughs> so adorable. <laughs> I know you don't think it's adorable because it's normal. But for me, it's adorable. All right. The bonnet. And a bonnet, bonnet. is like a cap, like a hat that women would wear, right? Yeah, sort of like also yeah. a, bon a bonnet is also uh, a sort of uh, something a woman would wear on her head, maybe in the sort of late 19th century. Um, right. Something like that. It's um, an old, yeah, it's an old, it's an old fashioned cap. It's an old fashioned female cap. We could yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also the, 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 the part of the car that covers the engine. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Okay, ob obviously. obviously. 
<laughs> just like a pelican crossing. It's just yeah. obviously. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like when English, you know, started in your land for sure, but when it came over to my side of the pond, as we say, um, that's kind of a cliche now, my side of the pond. Mm. Um, I feel like we like eliminated some of the, the, the stuff that wasn't obvious and just made it more direct, but I don't know. Hood and Trump. You know, I reckon between, uh, like, in the meantime, were phrases like pelican crossing and puffin crossing were invented. Right. But in terms of, yeah, oh, bonnet and trunk okay. and stuff, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's because, yeah, the two languages have, have been developing independently yes. um, of each other. Yeah, it's just the way it is. But right. then, and then, and then influencing each other again later and mixing yes. and then separating and mixing, it's like a bit that's, complicated. Yeah. That's the timeline that that just occurred to me that I found fascinating. That is like again another podcast, guys. But like I think um, a lot of the the differences we're talking about like happened at a at a time before globalization, before information technology, right? Where like mm. we were just in isolation more or less, and so the language went in different directions in some respects, specifically mm. this vocab. But then nowadays we're like we're coming back together right and stuff is going to start becoming more homogenous perhaps anyway yep. Yep. um all right so i would say trunk right the trunk of the car the back of the car um and what do you say the boot of the car <laughs> i love it the boot <laughs> okay. Um, let's just give our listeners a couple more guys. This mm -hmm. is a jam-packed episode. Definitely come back to the blog, um, allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. And this is episode eight and zero. All the vocab will be there. Um, so on the listening test in the first two seconds, there's often like some general sort of chats about stuff, conversations, right? Um, and mm. it could be perhaps about clothes. Now, I would say I'm wearing a sweater on a cold day. This is a knitted sweater, but you don't say sweater, right? Uh, no, I think we call it a jumper, don't we? Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure because like, you know, again, I think as a British person, we get a lot of the American, we get exposed to a lot of American English too. Yeah, uh, whereas yeah. I think that Americans don't get exposed to so much American English. So for me, I've got all of the words. I've got like sweater or sweater, <laughs> sweater. Nice, I've got nice American accent there. <laughs> I've got jumper. I've got pullover, you know. Right. So I think I would probably say a jumper. But, you know, actually sweater is one that, that I do say. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of the same nowadays. And even like, yeah. there are so many words for what we're talking about, guys. Like sweater, jumper, pullover, sweatshirt. Again, guys, I'm going to put this on you, listeners. Google, do some image searches so you can understand what the differences are. But again, like, they're interchangeable. And on that note, guys, on the speaking test, you do not have to only use American English or only use British English. You can mix up all the words we're talking about today, just whatever mm. word you remember best and whatever phrase is most fun. So, for example, if I were you, student, and I could choose which type of English I want to use, I would totally say zebra crossing because that's way more fun than crosswalk. Okay. <laughs> Just one more that I think comes up, especially again, if we're talking about maps and map labeling, which does happen in listening and reading, I would describe like the main street of a town as the main street. <laughs> mm. Like I would just say main street, right? <laughs> um, but like, do you, you don't say that. No, we call it the okay. high street, high street. 
Yeah. That sounds much more sophisticated, I think. Like, as an American, just any british is <laughs> sounds fancy to me. Like, I can't help that's, it. That's funny. I don't feel that sophisticated, but uh, <laughs> it's quite nice. So I'll take it. Yeah, dude. Just like, if you need to feel better about yourself, just talk to an American and impress the pants off them with <laughs> your fancy words. That's, that's how we're going okay. to leave it today. Okay, Luke, so where can our listeners um, find more of your material? And guys, again, like, you're always asking for British English resources, right? And Luke is your man for this. We need to get used to this accent listening to us. How can our students hear more from you, Luke? Yeah, well, for all their British English needs, they can just <laughs> listen to my podcast, which you can find on any decent podcast player and some slightly less decent ones too. <laughs> um, uh, any any podcast player should be able to, should uh, allow you to listen to Luke's English podcast. That's L-U-K-E. That's my name, Luke <laughs> apostrophe S. Yeah, because like, uh, like I said that I live in France. Um, these days and uh sometimes i say yes my name my podcast is luke's english podcast and in mm -hmm. french luke's means luxury oh right so sometimes oh, awesome. luke's english podcast they're like what the luxury english podcast what I what is that it. oh my uh, god you should like just like plan b you know if the whole teaching podcast game doesn't <laughs> work out which it is working out for you i think your podcast is amazing and has millions oh. and millions of listeners oh, guys so you should you. subscribe um but you know plan b um just like develop a brand uh, of clothing you know, yeah. like the uh, luxury uh, brand. And then make <laughs> you know. a podcast about it. Yeah, there you go. And come back to the podcast game. <laughs> so so uh, Luke's English Podcast is the name of the podcast. The website is teacherluke.co.uk, the British URL there. Awesome. And, and um, I've also got a premium subscription. So the, the podcast is free. And there's conversations and uh, teaching on there. Uh, but also, I get really down to the, to the nitty-gritty of the language in my premium episodes. That's where awesome. I do the gra grammar, vocab, and pronunciation with a bit of fun included in there, a bit of comedy and stuff. And uh, they can find that by just going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium uh, or just click premium on my website and they can find it like that. All right. Awesome. Super fun. So guys, definitely check out all of Luke's material, um, vocab, listening practice for the accent, of course. Um, and then also guys, if you're not a subscriber on IELTS Energy, hit subscribe right now so you never miss a lesson. All right. We have so many fun guests on the show. We are really, in 2020, we are just really trying to have as much amazing content for you guys as possible. So stay tuned. There are super fun guests that are going to come on in the future as well, but maybe not as fun as Luke. You know, like you're the best. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Luke. Uh, just Jessica, thank you so much for inviting me onto this show. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot of fun. And hello to all of your listeners. It's very nice to talk to you. Lovely. All right, Luke, enjoy the rest of your day. All right. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, bye bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.